0: Hello, hello, and welcome to She, if this is your first time tuning in, I'm so thankful that you're here, and if it's not your first time, then welcome back, my friend. You have just me today. I love to talk with guests and experts and all the fun people, but occasionally I like to just hop on and share something with you, and so that's what this episode is today. I want to talk a little bit about something I've been asked about and that I think is important, and that is if I want to you know, start living a little bit more naturally and maybe just make some swaps and changes in my life to create a healthier home and make some create some healthier habits for my family and myself etc where do i start <laughs> there's a million things you can do and i personally you know for a long time i believed health was eating salads and going for runs or like eating salads and working out and i kind of through my wellness journey found out that that's not necessarily what health is it's not that those things can't be beneficial but that's not really what it looks like to live holistically well, if that makes sense. And I really like to focus on a holistic view of health versus just like fitness and shredded abs and that kind of thing, or low calorie meals. Like those things don't necessarily benefit our cellular health and our hormonal health. And so while I definitely am a fan of being active and working out and moving your body and nourishing your body well, that doesn't just look like HIIT training or long distance running and kale, if that makes <laughs> sense. And so all that said, you know, it's been a lot of unlearning for me, like a lot of unlearning what health is. And, and by that, I mean like kind of the fitness industry of protein powders and, you know, lifting weights and not that those things are bad, but the, the fitness focus and or the like low calorie focus and really shifting to this holistic view of like what does it look like to care for my health and well-being or the health and well-being of my family more holistically body, mind, soul, spirit, et cetera. And you know, I've kind of found in my own experience that to holistically care for the whole being, the whole person, body, mind, soul, spirit, a lot of it does start with how you care for your body because how you physically feel will impact your emotional and mental state, it will impact how motivated you are. It will impact your relationships. It will impact all of the things, right? If you're not sleeping well or you're hyped up on caffeine or you're drained or you're physically in some sort of pain or whatever. And or you're really painful periods, whatever it might be, like if you have these physical symptoms and and just dis, and disturbances, that is like a domino effect. So in so many ways it makes sense to focus and to start with okay, what does it look like to tackle the physical and therefore steward the mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, right? Elements of wellness and health. So all of that said, you know, I do get asked the question of like, where do I even start though? Because like, there's a million things I could do. Do I cut gluten? Do I start drinking raw milk? Do I swap all my products? Like where do I even begin with this? And what does it actually look like? So that's kind of what I just want to share. It's like four steps that I think can be, if you just break it down to keep it simple, it'll probably make your life a lot easier. <laughs> and no, I don't think you should just like cut out a bunch of things from your diet if you're wondering. So all of that said, that's what this episode's going to be. I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet. I like to keep these solo episodes when I'm just by myself, encouraging, short, sweet to the point. So that's what we're going to do. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. All right, so let's tackle this question of where do I even begin? I want to kind of break this down into four key steps. So step one, and I think this is something so many people feel stressed about, and it's actually a huge hurdle, an obstacle, or another way of, put, way of putting it is like it's kind of a barrier to entry for someone who might be wanting to make some you know, healthier changes in their life. And I'm very grace-based about this as much as possible. Like I just have done this slowly over the course of years and just done like one small change at a time. And I still get my nails done and I still go out to eat. So like, don't get this idea that it's 100% perfect across the board, but I have made a ton of changes. And when I was rewinding back to like, well, what did, like, what did that look like in the beginning? I remember thinking like kind of what a lot of people feel, which is This is so much more expensive. It's such an investment to do this. It's definitely more expensive to buy higher quality cookware or glass over plastic or lower tox products. Like all of these things can add up, right? Even like the idea of maybe sourcing from a farm locally versus buying whatever conventionally you find at the grocery store, kind of shortening your supply chain, which we'll talk about. Even if that may be a little bit cheaper from a financial standpoint, the process of like, investing the time to do that and to find the farm you want to source from and go and pick it up and all that it definitely takes a little bit more effort right so there is somewhat of a cost with these things but there's also a cost to doing what's convenient it just may not show up right away it's like the long-term cost of health and wellness and lack of in any way being self-sustaining and really relying on delivery and grocery stores and all of that. And again, not those things aren't bad. <laughs> I still get grocery delivery a lot. But I also source a lot of our core groceries from local farms like our meat, eggs, cheese, bread, etc. All of that said, I think a big question and big concern is how am I going to afford this? Right? Like how do I do this? And that's why I say like I'm not suggesting you change everything in the next, you know, two weeks. I think it's something that you can slowly work your way through and just do one thing at a time. But because this idea of cost is kind of like where a lot of this begins, it's important for step one to be almost like creating a wellness budget, creating a lifestyle budget. Like, okay, if you know there's a few things you want to change, let's say this year, let's just say like in the next 12 months, I want to, I want to change this, this, and this, let's say you pick the three things. Maybe you want to swap your personal care products. Maybe you want to purify the air in your home and filter your water. Maybe those are the three things you'd like to do. You can source from a local farm and everything else down the road, right? Let's just say that's where you're starting this year big goals. And if you change those things, you're going to really make some positive progress, right? Okay. So then you kind of have to reverse engineer of, okay, so what will this cost? And budgeting, creating a wellness budget is going to help you feel so much more peace about making these investments. And I use the word investment because it truly is an investment. It's not just this... Expense where there's just water under the bridge. You bought something. It's not like buying a pair of shoes where you spend $120, they sit on your shelf most of the year and you wear them twice, right? Like, or even 10 times. It's it's an investment into the the benefit and the future health of yourself and your family. So shifting your mindset from like it's kind of like if you purchase a home, you're benefiting from it in the short term, but there's also the long-term uh investment potential of it, right? You can turn around and sell it and make more make more money. When you invest in your health five, 10, 20 years down the road, the, the fruit of that will be the reward. Okay. So kind of shifting your mindset from it's expensive to it's an investment helps a lot. But in that process, most people don't just have like tons of liquid cash or, you know, disposable income that they can just throw at buying whatever they want. And so it kind of comes back down to, okay, how do I steward this journey? Well, like in the process of trying to steward my home and my body and my family well, How do I then be a good steward of the finances I have in order to do that? So that's where creating a wellness budget and kind of putting aside like, okay, what is it that I'm going to invest in the next few weeks or months into some of these changes? And then maybe you do like the whole year, kind of like that example I gave. But just breaking that down even month by month, like, okay, this is the cash I'm going to either take out of, maybe I'll cancel some of my subscriptions. I'm going to put it toward lower tox products. And when I get a bonus at work, or when I get this next client from my business, or when I hit X amount in sales, I'm going to put $500 of that away for a quality air purifier or whatever the goal is, right? That's just from that example. So- being able to map that out and know where the funds are coming from and then where they're going to go and what they're going to go toward and when and how and why, that just brings so much clarity to the process versus like randomly kind of making a on the whim you know, decision to stretch yourself financially. And then cool, you have the air purifier or you have the you know clean shampoo, but now you're super stressed because you have $12 left in your bank account then the stress is like causing more of a problem than the air or the the toxic shampoo probably was in the first place. So that's where zooming out, taking a step back and starting with, okay, what can I reallocate maybe in my existing budget to make some of these investments? Where could I maybe earn a little bit more? Could I sell some clothes on Poshmark? Could I sell some old furniture on Facebook Marketplace? Could I offer some babysitting services? Could I maybe start a little side hustle if I have the window and the capacity and the time to... Shoot, you know, family photos for people, or do a little virtual assistant work, or be an affiliate for a couple of companies I believe in to get the discount on these products I want to buy anyway, and maybe earn a little bit so I can put that toward what I'm buying, right? Like, there's countless ways to do this without totally overburdening yourself. It's just kind of like you've got to step back and think, okay, am I reallocating, or am I earning, or am I going to do a combination of both? And what is the the number that I'm going to put into my wellness expenses, both from a monthly standpoint and maybe from a little bit more of a like annual standpoint or a quarterly standpoint, because there are things that are one-time investments. And then there's things that you have to restock and replenish, AKA your deodorant or your shampoo, or these things that you're personally using your dish soap, that kind of stuff. Whereas like maybe an air purifier or a water filter is a one-time bigger expense. And so it just is like, you kind of have to, Allocate like okay. December is a bigger month for us because my husband makes a bonus, and so I'm going to take $500 of that and put it toward our one-time purchase, the air purifier. Whereas when it comes to clean products, I want a little bit more of a monthly budget for that because I'm probably going to have to restock some, or maybe even put some on on subscription. So I want to have like a $150 monthly budget for that, or a $50 monthly budget for that, or whatever you can do. And then you just prioritize: what are the things I'm using most, or what are the products I'm most that feel most important for me to swap. And maybe I don't swap everything in my home, but if I can swap 30% of it, 50% of it, that's still lowering your toxin burden and making huge strides, right? So this all or nothing approach is I think where we get tied up. So just like pick the things you wanna, you wanna start with and then reverse engineer a wellness budget or an investment into your health budget, whatever you wanna call it. And whether you need to save some of that, like if you need to set a goal of, I don't wanna start making these investments until I have $1,000 saved, or I want to just have like kind of a monthly number that I'm setting aside, whether that's $100, $80, $300. I don't care. It's up to you, obviously. Once you decide those things, then as you start making changes, you can decide where you're going to allocate those funds every month. But all of that said, step one is creating a budget and knowing where your money is going. That's going to help you do this with so much more peace of mind. Step two is to really look at your time and... <laughs> You know, as a new mom, I feel like sometimes my time is literally going 8 million directions and it's so hard to time manage when you're just like taking care of littles all day and they, you know, you you have an idea of how your day's going to go and then it goes 7,000 different directions. Then you're like, okay, well, that was fun. Um, Not quite what I had in mind. I got one thing done that I wanted to get done, right? But that's just the reality of life and whether or not you're a mom, like that can just happen. And so one tool that was shared with me that I find super helpful is... You know, maybe you don't have a set rigorous schedule every day. I personally don't even have a set rigorous schedule for my kids. I just try to create rhythms um, that can be beneficial for them. And simple routines like a pre-nap routine, which is very simple. It's like sleep sack, dark room, sound machine. And then they know like, oh, it's nap time, right? They just, once they're in that environment and the the sleep sack's put on, it's kind of like it establishes like a trigger in their mind. So kind of mimicking that for yourself can be really really helpful. And what I mean by that is instead of saying, "Okay, I have this full day planned out and I have this really, you know, specific schedule." And maybe you do have that because of your work schedule or whatever, but I think a lot of people even with having like a set work schedule just need variability in our days. We just do things look different, things come up, like we just have to be flexible a lot of the time. And so, one thing that I learned that I find really helpful is just establishing anchor times. And what anchor times are, are exactly what they sound like, right? Like if you think of a boat, the thing that kind of keeps the boat from like just going all over the place in the ocean, if they want to stay in one kind of general location is an anchor. It anchors the boat in place. And that's kind of what anchor times do throughout your days. This was, this is such a simple thing to do. So for example, if you have just a few times throughout your day where you do the same thing consistently, such as wake up, eat lunch, and go to bed. If those are your three anchor times, and you're pretty consistent, and I don't even mean to the like to the minute, right? Like if your general bedtime is ten o'clock, and some nights you get in bed at ten nineteen, and other nights you get in bed at nine fifty-three, fine, right? Like it's just close to that time frame. And the consistency of that not only can benefit your sleep and your circadian rhythms, but also it can like ground you when it feels like things are like chaos, or you know, like all the hours of your day kind of get messed up, or what you plan to do doesn't happen. But it's like okay can you still eat lunch at noon every day? Can you just like make that your goal that in the 12 o'clock hour, you know, give or take a few minutes, that's when you have like, Created the discipline of sitting down to eat lunch, or maybe it's family dinner. Maybe it's you wake up at the same time every day, you make sure food is on the table, and you have family dinner between five and six o'clock every day. And bedtime, you go to bed every night by 10, 10 30. You know, like just having these like anchors kind of throughout your day, the time in between can vary greatly in how you spend it um, and what you do in it. But these consistent anchors can be so helpful and it was so helpful for me just before ever becoming a mom starting to try to implement that a little bit as a mom it also makes it really helpful especially with all the different things that can be thrown at you so kind of the the second step isn't even like hey go out and buy all these products and do all these things it's like what are the free things you can do before you go and like invest in a ton of things and there's actually a lot like it's And it starts with how you manage your time and it starts with how you spend your time and and in that same vein, how you support your sleep and your rest and your body's clock and rhythms that can minimize stress even in a busy season, even when there's a lot going on and a lot of directions that you're being pulled in. Just having some anchors that anchor you, that ground you and that give your body and your mind a little bit of consistent routine and like supports your circadian rhythm that will benefit your sleep. It will benefit your feeling of stress. It will probably benefit your family and relationships too, because you are able to kind of be a little bit more predictable. You're able to be flexible while still having something that's grounding you and kind of kind of establishing some rhythms in your life and in your family's life. So I would say step two is start with your time and start with how you're spending your time and see what shifts you can make that are completely free. They just take a little bit of effort and thought to Maybe better support yourself and eat at the same times every day or relatively close to the same time as much as you can consistently going to sleep and waking up close to the same time every day. And I say this as like a mom who's up three times a night with the baby, but even just having that like generally around 9, 30, 10 o'clock is when I'm going to bed and between 7 and 8 is when I'm waking up. Even though I'm up two or three times in between those hours, that has really helped establish rhythm in my life. And that changes season to season. Like by the time you listen to this, that might be a little bit different. But just like consistently reevaluating that and giving yourself the favor of, helping your body learn some rhythm, because I I don't know about you, but I know when I'm in a busy season, it's so easy to just eat whenever I think about it and kind of randomly. And of course, every now and then there are days like that, that that still happens because we're not robots, we're humans and things come up, right? But just in general, like just having this consistency and supporting your body with rhythms that nourish your brain, nourish your body, Ensure that you're actually getting food in, (laughs) ensure that you're actually getting sleep in versus just like scrolling or staying up late watching shows or whatever. I mean, of course, the occasional Netflix binge marathon is great, but like doing that several times a week is not benefiting you. Right. So all of that said, like just creating some rhythms and taking some ownership of your time without necessarily having trying to have some rigid, insane, insane, intense schedule will inevitably support your health holistically, both physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually and relationally, okay? So that's step two. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon Jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she thrivemarket.com slash she. Step three is this is where you can start kind of focusing on, okay, now how do I cultivate a healthier home? I've kind of, Created a little bit of a plan for the financial investment side of it. And I've also then, you know, tried to think strategically about how I'm going to master my time to support my, you know, food and rest and whatnot. And so ideally, you're operating at a slightly lower stress state from there. Now, like what possible changes to my products and, and what I'm using in my home could I make to lower our, my family's toxin burden or lower my own toxin burden. And so, I actually have a, a resource that kind of walks you through room by room, how and what to swap. And you can pick like I want to prioritize my personal care products, so bathroom basically, and kitchen, the stuff that I'm putting on my body and the stuff I'm eating. I'll get to laundry and you know cleaning products and all that stuff later. Great, like prioritize one thing at a time, but. I'll make sure that you have access to the to the resource I just mentioned. It's called the lifestyle overhaul guide. And the name is kind of deceiving. I've honestly thought about renaming it only because it's not like I'm not asking you to like overhaul your life overnight and that might make it sound like that. It's just like what's the process of shifting our lifestyle closer to this holistic. It's kind of like the beginner's guide to holistic living. And it it literally walks you through the details of each of these four steps I'm talking about. So I'll make sure we link that in the show notes. But anyway, so step three is where you can then start making product swaps and following a little bit of a plan to do that versus just like, oh my gosh, I have to swap everything and throwing everything out and then spending $1,000 on all new stuff. It's like swap one thing at a time. Start with your deodorant. Find when you like that's cleaner and safer. I have a ton of recommendations in that guide too, so I'll make sure to link it in terms of like when I say recommendations, I mean like brands that are actually clean and safe because there's a lot of brands that are like, we're natural, we're plant-based, we're vegan, we're, you know, green. It's like, okay, that doesn't mean it's safe for your body. So knowing like what brands actually have safe ingredients for all of the products you might want to swap. Is all in there? It's like listed out with a bunch of options, you know, higher end options, more budget friendly options, all the things. So anyway, utilize that as a resource if you want to kind of have a little bit of a plan with how you do these swapping. Um, And it's it's interactive; it's like a workbook, so you can like pick. I'm gonna swap this, this, and this, and then these are the brands that I'm gonna like try kind of thing. So all that said. Step three is now we start swapping products and maybe you pick like the top three to five. You want to swap first, swap one. Once you find the, the one you like that's safer, swap the next, right? Um, and I personally give the guideline of like whatever you're using most often, like the thing that go- the things that are going on your skin or your body pretty much daily or that are in highly absorbent areas like armpits, for example, that's where I would say prioritize that. So Maybe that's deodorant. Maybe that's like your tampons and pads, your feminine care products. Maybe that's any skincare or like moisturizer that you're using. If you put that on nightly or every day, um, just start with the things that you're like, this is going directly on my body every single day. Pick three or four of them, swap those first, and then you can slowly go, you know do more from there. So that's step three. Step four is to really shorten your food chain. And become a little bit more self-sustaining, um, or just a little bit more, a little bit less reliant on big food systems. There's a lot of steps when you buy food at the grocery store. That food has gone through a lot of steps from the processing to the transportation to the, you know, stocking at the grocery store. Like there's just a lot of steps, and so the sh- the shorter the amount of steps, the more you can shorten the amount of steps from farm to your plate. <laughs> the better, the less likely that food is to have come in contact with pesticides of any kind, even if it was farmed organically or other other chemicals and, and toxins you don't want to have on your food or, or apples, the better quality it is, the more nutrient dense it likely is. So all of that said, finding ways to source some more of your food and stock your fridge a little bit more intentionally. Is probably what I would say is step four. It can feel a little bit advanced because it does take a little bit of strategic you know, planning and figuring out what farms you want to support or what brands you want to support. Or even if you're not sourcing all locally, trying to order or choose regeneratively farmed things, organically grown produce, things like that. Maybe from the grocery store, that's a great place to start. And you don't even have to get all organic, just maybe cutting processed foods to begin with, or a lot of the like conventional processed potato chips and a lot of those kind of things in your in your pantry and and in your fridge and shifting to okay I want to you know source my food a little bit better and maybe make some swaps that have cleaner labels that aren't as highly processed that are you know farmed a little bit less conventionally if I can do that and maybe you can't afford all of that at one time that's okay maybe that's a two year goal but that would be step 4 and in this lifestyle guide that I mentioned a little bit ago I have like Every link you could possibly want of like, there's a link to a resource on how to find local farms near you that you might want to source like your milk and eggs from. There's also a bunch of links to places to source quality seafood. That's like wild caught, not just farm raised. Um, Where to source, you know, if you're like, okay, I don't really have a good local farm near me, or I haven't found a good option, different brands of regeneratively farmed meats, just literally everything you could possibly want. (laughs) How to find local farmers markets near you, how to find local co-ops and CSAs, like, it's like the ultimate resource guide. And so all of that is in there just to make it really easy and all compiled in one place for you. So again, I will make sure we link that in the show notes, but All of that said, that's kind of the four-step process to slowly start making these lifestyle shifts that maybe you've been wanting to make or you've been trying to make, but just feeling really overwhelmed by It's like, start with your budget. What can you afford from a financial standpoint? Then let's look at time. Let's kind of get that under control. Where can we reduce stress, create some rhythms, maybe create some pockets of time to invest in some of these things like going and picking up local food or whatever it might be. There's going to take some, it takes some time to make these changes. Once you've made them and it kind of just becomes a staple and part of your lifestyle, it doesn't really feel like it's taking any time. But when you're used to, you know, popping through the drive through and, you know, ordering Uber Eats most days, like it is a little bit of a shift to like sourcing food a little bit more intentionally and taking the time to cook and prep that food and do those things, right? So, just getting a little bit of a handle on not only the financial side, but also the time investment is huge. Then, step three is that that's when, when you start making the swaps. So you've got a, an idea of how much it's going to cost or what you're going to invest. You can prioritize what you want to prioritize, do it in an orderly, intentional fashion versus just kind of randomly and sporadically, and just kind of move through the rooms of your house and the products you use most to the products you use le- least frequently. And then from there, that's after you kind of have done some of that. That that's when you can move on to step four, which is kind of the food and nourishment side of things. Choosing products with cleaner labels, swapping you know snacks that have uh, inflammatory oils like canola oil or vegetable oil for snacks that are made with things like olive oil, and maybe sourcing more of your meats and eggs and cheeses and all that from local farms or regenerative farms where they're a little bit more nutrient dense and not so conventionally farmed where things can be pumped full of hormones and who knows what, you know, even just choosing grass-fed meat over regular meat could be a great place to start. So That's kind of the four-step process. I hope that this just breaks it down and makes it a lot simpler for you and gives you a really clear starting point. Because I think a lot of people think, oh my gosh, the starting point is I have to jump in and swap all my products. (laughs) I'm over here like, well, yeah, kind of in terms of like an action item you're taking, but you really almost want to start, that's more like step three. You want to start with what's this going to cost? How can I go in as stress-free as possible? And from as like, I don't know, like home, like from a place of homeostasis and a place of balance and a place of peace, both financially and from like a time investment standpoint. So those are your steps. I would love to hear back from you on if this was helpful. And I would love if you grab the lifestyle overhaul guide. Again, I might rename it. So I'm going to link it in the show notes. If you listen to this years from now, it might be called something different, but that is a great, uh, just like Getting Started Guide to Holistic Living. And it, ge- it literally just walks you through each one of these steps on how to like kind of set up your, your wellness budget, um, how to build these anchor times into your schedule and kind of be thoughtful with time management and make these shifts to support your sleep and things like that, all the free stuff you can do, right? Then how to start swapping products and where to start and kind of creating a plan for that and figuring out the right brands and knowing which ones are trustworthy. And then f- number four is sourcing your food and being a little bit more intentional with the food. Th- Food you're stocking your fridge and your pantry with. And obviously there's like lists and lists of places to find all of these really beneficial swaps. So that isn't going to be in the show notes. Feel free to grab it or just go to jordanledooley.com slash lifestyle dash overhaul. And that will take you to that guide. You can check it out and grab it. And I actually recommend printing it out. It's a digital uh, download, but I would recommend printing it out and putting it in uh, like a binder and kind of treating it like a workbook or like a plan. You can just slowly like fill things out and, and utilize as you go. So That's all I have for you. Hopefully this gave you a a good starting point, took some of the stress and overwhelm out of it and just helped you figure out, okay, this is what I need to do. And obviously you can use the lifestyle guide as a guide um, to help support you in that process. So I appreciate you listening. Please do reach out via email or Instagram DM or anything like that if you have questions or just if this blessed you, I'd love to hear your your biggest takeaway. So even just take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your story, and tell me what your biggest takeaway was. Tag me um, on Instagram, at Jordan Lee Julie, or at She Podcast. We'd love to just see how this blessed you. All right, until next time. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show.